I tell you what, it's been nine, almost, uh, it's been a little over nine years since we started this church. And this church has gone through a lot. We've moved two or three times. Uh, there's still another church, right, Presence Theater, right down the street where we started here in Owasso, and then we moved to Collinsville. Uh, then we moved back here to Owasso because that's where we felt we needed to be. And uh, we've had to move two or three times, but God's always provided. And I had somebody come up to me and say, you know, in Proverbs, it says not to look to the left, not to the right, but look, look straight ahead because that's what, you know, God has for you, and it, it doesn't change. It may change, you know, it may change in stature a little bit. Things may move around a little bit, but the calling that God has for you never changes. I mean, you've always got the call. Now, what you, you're saying, you're always going to be a pastor, you're always going to be this. No, He may change you. He may, he may move you a different direction, but you're still always in the ministry. Uh, I will still always be in the ministry. You are still always in the ministry. Did you know that you were anointed to do what God has called you to do? Everybody is anointed in this room, folks. Everybody. Every person is anointed in this room and has been called by God to do something. And it's not just to live. So we're going to go right back to Romans 8. And I've asked Ethan to go ahead and put this up in the, in the New King James Version because I think we may actually get out of Romans 8 today. We'll see. We'll see how far we get. But we need to understand that Paul the writer in this, in this uh, particular scripture... He's talking to believers, and he's talking to believers that aren't necessarily living like believers. He does this several times. You'll see all through the New Testament that Paul has to speak to people, sometimes like children, because a lot of times people are spiritual children. They're never stepping out and never reaching really the goal or the, or the calling that God has for them because they're always spiritual children. They never grow up. Do you know the reason why most people never grow up? in a spiritual sense, is because they never get the right kind of teaching. They never get the right kind of teaching in front of them. Sometimes it's difficult for a pastor to, to stand up and, and teach really what's on his heart, what God has given him, because he's afraid of who's going to leave, who's going to get mad, what everybody's going to say after church. But listen, if we, don't, if we don't speak our heart what God has given to us, then we may never get the message across that's been called out to that church. Every church, as you see in this neighborhood, in this, in this community, is a little bit different. Just a little bit different. We may be a little more different than most, but as you noticed, people are called to this church that know that this church is their home. People are called to Presence Theater right down the street because that's their home. That's where they get fed. You, didn't, you don't need to be going to a church where you're not being fed. Do not go to a place just because of the building, because of the people, because you've got friends there. Just the fact that you have friends there does not, make, does not mean that you're going to grow in that church. Amen. Come on now, give me an amen. Don't just sit there and look at me like, come on, come on, come on. So we need to understand that we, it is very important for us to grow. That's why I don't have a lot of special speakers. That's why I don't ask a lot of people outside of church to come in because it's the most important thing for me is for you to grow up in the Lord, for you to know who you are in Christ. Other things out there do not grow you up. They get you excited, but they don't grow you up. And I am called to this church at this moment, at this time, to help us all grow up in Christ. Amen? So here we are in Romans 8, 1. We're going to read it from the New King James Version. Are you ready? There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. 
For the law of the spirit of life is Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. That means he became a man. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Everybody's saying here, I do not walk according to the flesh. I do not walk according to the flesh. I walk according to the Spirit. I walk according to the Spirit. Let's go on. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. Man, that's kind of strong, isn't it? To be carnally minded is death. So when we're carnally minded, what does, what does fleshly, that carnally means fleshly, when we're fleshly or worldly minded, what does it bring into our lives? It brings death. That's really strong for him to say. But listen, if you think back, if you think, uh, even if you, if you knew some people that really, man, that were born again but turned away from God and they died too early. Yeah. Anybody know anybody like that? They died too early. They brought things into their life that really brought death into their life, that brought destruction into their life. So sin brings destruction into our lives, doesn't it? That's what he says. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. How many of you want peace in your life? Man, how many of you are tired of all the stuff going on around you that you just, man, that I'm... I'm sick and tired of the I'm sick and tired of this stuff. I'm sick and tired of all this stuff going on around me. I want peace. I want peace in my life. I want peace in my marriage. I want peace at home. I want peace with my kids, with my teenagers. How can you get peace with your teenagers? I want peace in my job. I want that because it's mine already. And it's yours already. Amen. Because the carnal mind is enmity or is against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor can it be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So we know living in a carnal state does not please God. Who can tell me what pleases God? What does the Word of God say pleases Him? Living by faith pleases God. Living by faith is the opposite of living by the flesh, isn't it? That's what the Word of God says. But you are not of the flesh. Everybody say this again. I am not of the flesh. I am of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now we're going to talk about this for a minute because, man, this is some stuff. If you'll listen and you'll keep your mind set on the things above for about the next, oh, 15 minutes. You're going to understand who you are in Christ. You're not waiting to be something. You already are. I think we're getting, we're getting long on this today, aren't we? You guys are looking at me like, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting this now. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to God. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life. Because of righteousness, you are not waiting to be in right standing with Christ. You are not waiting to be righteous. You already are the righteousness of God in Christ. Yeah, but I don't act like it. You should have heard what I did the other day. Candy was sharing a story with me. She said, I blew up on somebody this week. 
What? She's the only one in this place that blew up on somebody? How you act does not determine if you are righteous or not. Candy, say hallelujah. Just because she may have acted bad this week does not make her any different in the eyes of God. Amen. Amen. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, this is our last verse, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Say, it is the spirit of God God that dwells in me me. 24-7 every day Every night, night. the Spirit of God God is with me. me. Man, that ought to just make you want to get up and jump and jump around and dance. There, thank you very much. That ought to make you say, man, now when I get this from my mind into my heart, this is who I truly am. You see, your righteousness has nothing to do with how anybody else sees you. Your righteousness has nothing to do with how many times you go to church. Your righteousness has nothing to do with how much money goes in the offering. Your righteousness has nothing to do with how ugly or pretty you are. Your righteousness has nothing to do with how much money you have in the bank or how much money you do not have in the bank. I am the righteousness of God in Christ because of what Jesus did for me. You are the righteousness of God in Christ because of what Jesus has already done for you. It don't matter how mean you are. It don't matter how you act. You cannot get God to love you any less than what he loves you right now where you stand, where you sit. It just don't matter. I can act the meanest I've ever been. Thank you. I won't. I can do the dumbest things I've ever done, but God still loves me. You may have messed up this week so bad you're thinking, God, how is, I know God's gone against me, God's left me. No, he has not. This is a word for you this morning. Just because of the things you've done this week, God does not leave you, nor does he forsake you. Paul went on to say, there is nothing, no nothing that can separate me from the love of God. It doesn't matter if it's an angel. It doesn't matter. Don't be, you know, just because somebody's pretty and stands up here on stage and tells you things, if they don't line up with the word of God, you don't listen to them. Oh, but he's such a good looking guy. She's such a good looking. It makes no difference. God does not look, guess what? God does not look at Joyce Meyer or Billy Graham or anybody else that stands up on the big stage any different than he looks at you. He has called you to a certain thing. He has anointed you for a certain thing. You may stand up on a big stage someday. You may stand up on a little wood stage someday. You may not stand up on a stage at all. But it makes no difference because what God has called you to is what he has a desire for you to do. Yeah, but I'm not as great as I'm not. God does not respect one person better than another. 
He wants us to do, he has a desire in his own heart for us to do what we have been anointed to do. But here's the kicker. It don't matter if you ever do what God has called you to do. If you have received Jesus in your heart, he still loves you as much as if you were just to lay your life down and do it all for him. He still loves you just the way you are. Some of us have lived 50, 60 years and not followed what God has for us. I look at these younger guys like, like my kids and, and I see them up here on stage and I'm thinking, man, we did something right because they're up here on stage. Listen, God loves that. But he would love, he would love Brooke and he would love Dylan and he loves Cade. If they never got up on stage, if they never did anything, God would still love them. So we shouldn't be beating ourselves up about anything at all. Woo, some of you are looking at me like, you have got to be kidding. Is that the way God is? Because some of you thought he was the Godfather instead of the Father God. But he's not. Let's go on. You ready to finish up? You guys look like I just wore you out. All believers in Christ walk in the Spirit of God. Are you listening to me? We're going to straighten this up right now. The Spirit of God is indwelling in every believer. It doesn't depend on the denomination. It doesn't depend on how long that person has been a Christian. The Spirit of God dwells in every believer. Don't you go out there and say, well, if you don't speak in tongues, you are not as good of a Christian as I am, because you are lying. Right. The Spirit of God dwells in the Spirit of God dwells in Southern Baptist just like he dwells in a charismatic. I just blew half of you away that came from the Baptist denomination. That's the most driest place I've ever seen. Did you know that there are people called to the Baptist denomination? We ain't got nothing on the Baptist when it comes to missions, folks. They're like crazy when it comes to missions. They're reaching people all over the world. We're just trying to get to Mexico. So next time you, you see a Baptist, a Southern Baptist or Independent, say, man, your church is doing fantastic. Your church is doing great. Keep on doing Keep on trucking because you have been called to such a thing. Amen. It is possible, however, for a person to walk with God as a believer, but not live with God as a believer. Now, we got to go back to this scripture. He may put it up on screen, but we're going to go back and read just a few words of this. Are you ready? There, this is in the New King James Version. It says in, in verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not, who do not walk. Everybody say, Walk who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life is Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Here we go. On account of sin, He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk. Everybody say walk. walk. According to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now, right then, Paul makes a shift. 
he, start, he stops talking about spiritual matters and starts talking about fleshly matters. Look at, chap, look at verse 5. For those who live, everybody say live, live, according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who, what? Who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Then he goes, boom, and shifts again. Listen to this. But you are not in the flesh. But you are in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. How many of you are born again in this room? Look at all the hands go up. You are not in the flesh. You have a body. You have a mind. You have will. You have emotions. Paul said, when we set our minds on things, how do you know if you are living in the flesh? You're already walking within the Spirit. But how do you walk in the Spirit but yet live in the flesh? We set our minds. Our mind is our will, our emotions. It even goes down to our very desires. I'm going to ask you this morning, what do you have your mind set on? What is your mind set on? Because I'm going to ask you again. Some of you may be saying this right now in your mind. How do I know if I'm walking in the Spirit and I've got my mind set on the things above? Or how do I know that I'm walking in the Spirit but I'm living in the flesh? It's very simple. Is everybody listening to me? Say, glory be to God, if you're still listening to me. Glory be to God. Dang, all right. How you know if you're living in the flesh is what is your mind set on this morning? Shall I go on? What did Mark say? Man, I'm ready to go eat. Hmm, what did he say? I'm telling you that some of the times people ask me things, some people don't hear a word I say in this room. I'm telling you. Because they've got their mind set on other things. Did I catch everybody? Anybody got their phone in their hand? Huh? Anybody texting on Facebook? Everybody, anybody on? Say that again. Oh, that's okay. If you got the Bible, if you got the Bible on your phone. Anybody on Facebook in here? Right now? Anybody on Facebook in here want to stand up and just say, Hallelujah. He caught me. <laughs> Everybody put their phone up just now. <laughs> Our minds become so busy. Somebody else came up to me this morning. I'm just getting all kinds of words from everybody this morning. Somebody came up to me at the beginning, at the beginning of, uh, of church and said, you know, sometimes you just got to be still. Is really what she was saying. Sometimes you just got to quiet down. How many people in here is it difficult to quiet down? 
two of you. How many people are so busy that you don't know how to be quiet anymore? Yeah. We want to be so busy that we can't hear anything but what's going on around us all the time. Our kids have got to be busy all the time. Our kids have got to be doing something all the time. We've got to be doing something all the time. And instead of listening to the voice of God, instead of listening to the Spirit of God, we're listening to the voices around us. Hey, listen. If, you're, if your marriage is, is having issues, if your marriage is having problems, you know, you might want to just sit down and listen. Because it just might be you. Yeah, but I've been praying and God's been saying that it's all her. <laughs> well, I'm going to correct you this morning. That's probably not the voice of God you're listening to. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know how, what he's doing. What's happened all these years? I'm going to close with this. Then we're going to go, we're actually going to close in the New Living Translation and read that one more time together. For years, the church has been trying to change people from the outside in. We set rules in front of people. We set the Ten Commandments on the wall. Don't get mad at me this morning because I'm all for, you know, I'm all for Scripture. I'm all for the commandments. But the commandments cannot change a person. The Ten Commandments and all the other commandments just tell you what you're doing wrong. The commandments cannot change you. Boom. We set, we put things on the wall. I drove, Gene and I drove through a town one time and it had the Ten Commandments all over the town. I, I just felt sorry for them because they can't get past the fact that you cannot change people by rules. You see, if there is not an inward change to begin with, if you set rules in front of a person, if they do not understand who the Spirit of God is, if they do not understand who Jesus really, what Jesus really came to do, if they have, been not, if they have not been taught what the Word of God truly says they are and you put commandments in front of them, they are not going to make it. They will leave the church. They will get mad. They'll go to another church. They'll get mad at that church. They'll go on and on from church to church because we cannot change people. We cannot change from the outside in. You see, the spiritual walk is the inside out kind of walk. I've said this over and over again. You have been changed and are changing from the inside out. Your spirit does not need to change. It has already been made new. Amen. Just because of what you did yesterday doesn't mean that you have to get saved again. Your spirit, man, the greatest power in the world, the greatest authority in the world has changed you on the inside. Now, as you live day by day, your soul is constantly being changed. It's constantly being saved the more word that you get in you. A lot of times we just put more stuff in us that we should never put in. I did a test this week. I decided I was sitting there watching TV and it wasn't something that really wasn't that good that I should have been watching. I started getting all these things going through my mind. 
People treating me bad. People doing stuff to me. Going on and on. How am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay for that? And the Lord said, do you see that what you put in comes right back out? So I thought, well, I'm going to find something on TV that's a little better. And I put a Christian uh, movie on television and all of a sudden these things started flowing through me. Man, God's got this. God's taking care of me. God's, it matters what we put on the inside of us. That's how our mind, our will, and emotions react. So if you're having problems and you're thinking, man, you know, all this stuff's going through your mind, think yourself, what am I putting in? What am I bringing in? What, who are the people that I'm hanging around What are they saying to me? Because what they're saying to you, the words that are being said into your mind are going to come right back out your mouth. So I thought to myself after I did that, you know, I've really got to watch what I'm doing. I've really got to watch where I'm around. I've got to watch what I'm watching. Not saying I do everything right. Not saying you do everything right. Watch everything right. Say everything right. Because that's impossible. But you know, the more of God you put in you, the more of God comes out. We're going to end today. Ethan's going to put this up. Watch this. In the New Living Translation, what I do is try and get you to the, get you closest to the best version that I can get you, closest to the original. I watched this, I've read this in the New Living Translation, and this spoke to me like nothing else. Are you ready, Ethan? Here we go. So, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. How many of you belong? Without a doubt. And because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our own sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent His own Son in a body like the bodies we have as sinners. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving His Son as a sacrifice for our sins. Man, it was, it's over! He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead follow the Spirit. Those who are dominated by sinful nature think about sinful things but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death but letting the Spirit control your mind... For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. What is hostile? It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You see, I'm not controlled by my sinful nature. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. The power of God is greater than the power of sin. Sin has no power over you. 
None. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. If you have this, how many of you know without a doubt that you have the Spirit of God living in you this morning? You are controlled. You are walking with the Spirit of God right now. Right now. Every one of us in here. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin... The Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. Man, we're getting all that denomination, all that old stuff, all that old thinking is, is, is leaving right now. In Jesus' name, you, you, you are not in... You know, that old thinking, that old way of thinking does not belong to you anymore. He will give, oh, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. How many of you realize, how many of you ever saw the story in the Bible about the very first zombies? Did you know that zombies are in the Bible? You didn't know that. When Jesus was on that cross, he was nailed to the cross. He died on that cross. Came a big rolling thunder. People arose from their graves, came right out of their graves and walked into the city. Go read it yourself. I'm not lying. That was the very power of God taking place. It was a thriller. That was the real thriller, amen? The power of God has taken you from the grave. You guys love it when I sing, don't you? you taken you from the grave, it's pulled you out of the ground, and it's made you a new creation in Christ. Hallelujah, man, that's who we are Nobody can take that away. Nobody's going to take it from me. Nobody can steal it from me. The devil may try, but he knows he can't. He knows he's already lost. He knows he's already lost. Guys, no matter what's going on, you have already won. You cannot lose. Stand up with me. Come on, let's give Lord a shout this morning. Hallelujah. Come on. Man, when you leave this place, when you leave this room, you know that the church is going with you because you are the church. I say that over and over and over again because the power and authority that God has given you lies within you because of the power of the Holy Spirit that is indwelling in you right now. I want to speak over you this morning and say, take what God has given you don't be dismayed because you are not perfect. You don't say the right things. You don't do the right things all the time. Don't be discouraged in that. God knows what you're going through. But because the Holy Spirit is in you and because you have received Jesus as your Savior, God looks at you 
as you are white as snow. The more I hear this, the more I listen, I just, man, I just thank God for who I am. How about you? Father, we just thank you this morning for what you've done already and you have made us righteous. You have put us in right standing right now because we have received your Son as our Savior. Father, I just speak over these people right now that wherever they go, whatever they do, the people that they come across, that your Spirit will be so evident coming from the inside out of them that they will lay hands on them they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover by your, by your power and authority, not theirs. They will be able to lay hands on people and pray for their situation and their situation will change, not by their power, but by yours that you have put within them through your spirit. Thank you, Father, that we will be, we're going to be able to go out of this room and touch people through your word. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. Are you ready to really say now who you are? Because I don't want you standing there going, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I I want you to say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am a brand new creation in Him. I have now approached the presence of God with no condemnation of sin. I have the mind of Christ. Therefore, what belongs to Him belongs to me. Now give him a shout one more time. Come on.